Welcome to Nairobi Chapel Embakasi. We grow deep to reach wide. We are packing at chapter 5, that's what we'll be looking at the whole month. Today I want us to read verse number 24. So if you can turn to Galatians chapter 5, verse number 24 is only one verse. Galatians chapter 5, verse 24. Those who belong to Christ Jesus have crucified the flesh with its passions and desires. Let me read that again. Those who belong to Christ Jesus have crucified the flesh with its passions and desires. Let's pray. Father, in Jesus' name, we thank you this Easter Sunday because with the rest of the world we celebrate your resurrection. You've reminded us, King of Kings, that because you rose from the dead, we can rise from anything that desires to kill us in this world. The troubles that we face, even if they set us to the place of death, my Father, you've promised us resurrection. And so today we worship you and we give you all the glory. As we sit down to listen to your word, share it together, we ask that you walk with us. Help our hearts understand and to do exactly what your word says. We know the enemy wants us not to be productive, and so we pray protection from him. You have given us the promise of protection. So remember today, even in the house of God, as we listen, that you protect us. Protect our hearts and minds from the destructions he causes. And may we be fruitful, even outside the house of God. In Jesus' name we shout, Amen. We've been sharing freedom stories every week, and so today I have one. From an unnamed cow. Can I hear an amen? Mm. A reporter, uh, sorry, as reported by the Independent, this is a British online newspaper, an unnamed cow was being taken to the slaughterhouse early 2018 in Poland when she refused to get into a transport truck. She broke free, ran through a metal fence broke the arm of one of the farmers trying to restrain her and made a heroic break for nearby Lake Nisa. She swam all the way to one of the lake's uninhabited islands and has thus far evaded any attempts at recapture. As of this writing in May 2018, she's still there, presiding over her well and kingdom of one. Can I hear an amen? We are all looking for freedom. <laughs> Even this is named cow. <laughs> I don't know what you need freedom from. But I know there's a space in your life. You're like, if only I could be free of this. I know there is. What do you seek freedom from? What is that place in your life that you feel you're still in chains? You're still bound. What is that? I've been sharing with some of us, it's time. You're like, hey, binding your time. There was just no binding of time. There was no this 24-hour lockdown. What is, I need freedom from that. Some of us, it's work. You're like, hey, Joe, if I was my own boss, 
I could be doing very well. Freedom. I say, I want some point in life to be my own, to have freedom. Some of us is financial constraints. And I don't even need to mention what we've gone through this week. Some of us is the past. You're bound by the issues you faced in life. Some friends messed you up. You have maybe parents that just did craziness and your past overwhelms you. It has bound you in chains. Some of us is the mistakes that you've made in life. And it goes on and on and on. We each need freedom from something. Unfortunately for us, it is from someone. Don't turn your head, don't point any fingers. <laughs> freedom has been defined to myself all through the month. But the dictionary has the power right to act, speak, or think as you want. That's freedom. Eh? freedom. make my own decisions. Not these decisions I have to make. It is also the absence of subjection to foreign domination or despotic government. We are not even going to get into because we can be here for a while. <laughs> and this is recorded, so I don't know what issues. And peace. <laughs> the state of not being imprisoned or enslaved. That is freedom. And as we look at the life of Jesus this month, there's a lot of wisdom in it, especially on this topic of freedom. And it's why I sense the Lord was leading me to talk about it. I wanted to talk about freedom last year, but I was like, ah, it is not, you're not in charge, Pastor. I don't assume can listen to It is my charge. So And so when Jesus enters the scene in the book of Matthew, in the Gospels, the Israelites assume our Savior, this guy is going to deliver us from the Roman Empire. And Jesus is like, ah, guys, I didn't come to save you from the Roman Empire. But they saw the miracles and thought, hey, boss, even these Roman guys cannot do, they cannot walk on water. They never saw, seen that. He spoke with authority. He went to the temples and challenged guys in the temples. He was God in man form, in manly form. These guys saw that and thought, ah, this guy, who is Savior? This, this is. But what Jesus came to freedom from is not what they thought he came to freedom from. And I hope that's not you in the house of God today. As we celebrate Easter, as we think of the goodness of the Lord, I hope that what you desire that he frees you from is something that is actually what he wants to free you from. This month, we want to remember what the Lord did, and we are taking time to remember Him, especially through the Holy Week. And the Holy Week, you guys know, it begins last Sunday, the Palm Sunday, where we lay the palms and remember the Lord getting into Jerusalem as the King of Kings, but on a donkey. That's Sunday. On Monday, the Bible tells us he went to the temple. But before he got to the temple, on the way he cast a victory. How is this tree looking all productive? All fresh. All green. Now in a fruit, there's a problem. Be cast. And then guys thought, Jesus, 
Aqui é para ser de carne. E vamos ali na
If you need miracles, we have the power to do miracles. Amen. Amen. If he loved his enemies, we'll have the power of the Holy Spirit to love our enemies. Can I hear an amen? And so I want to begin at the place of rejection. One of the things I was sharing with them of prayer this morning is that one of the biggest hindrances to the life of Jesus was the rejection he faced. He faced it all the way from his family to the church. At some point in the life of Christ, they didn't believe what he was saying. And if you're in a family that doesn't believe in you, you know exactly what I'm talking about. When you went to your parents, you said, Ah, me, this is what I want to do. You said, I want to do what again? You said, I want to do 12 years. I want to be a in your dreams, my friend. The family of Christ never, never understood his mission. At some point in life, they rejected him. Saying, Hey, look, Jana. His disciples initially, the many that followed him, left him. At some point, when he started talking about the end times, the things that would happen in his life, while he was boss, as we are done, I think up to here, you are saying, Sasa, Christmas has checked in. Bye. His own disciples, the twelve, did not fully understand his vision. Why? Simply because, do you remember that even after he died and came back, he found them having gone back to what he had called them from. Peter, he found fishing. If you read the book of John, he found him fishing after the resurrection. So my question to us today, do you believe in this Jesus? Do you believe he's a son of God? Do you believe we gather in the house of God here because of him? Not because of Pastor Fred. Do you believe that he died on the cross because his disciples never did? They believed after he was gone. That You have those moments. You meet somebody, they tell you, uh, I'm the cousin of the president. I had, that, I had that moment once in a church I was in. Some young dude walks into the compound and he's demanding things. You know, the way these guys, they're the status of life you're used to. They walked in and there were like three, four of them. Garikubwa. Who are these guys? And they're just looking around. They went to the fields. Who are these people? And then they come to the admin office and they're there going, Who are you guys? I said, you don't need to know who we are. We just need, we have some questions for you as concerns this property. Then we talked, they were looking for a venue for one of the functions. Some American guys were around. It is only after they left, a week later, that we see the same individuals on TV having found a different location. With the president on their side, we were like, oh, <laughs> These guys were from the president. They were cousins. A congregation told us these were cousins of the president were of the venue for some basketball, whatever, American team. And they were like, Hanya. This is exactly what Christ experienced. Christ kept telling these people, I have come from the Father. 
And they were like, nobody has ever come from the Father. Who, who do you think you are? Are you here and you are talking about this Jesus? This Son of God, creator of the universe. This one belongs to him. Don't listen to the government. It belongs to Jehovah. And you're still there going, that's exactly what Jesus experienced. He was deserted by the disciples at the very end of time. His time on earth. After the Thursday Holy Communion experience, when he was being caught by the church, but also didn't believe in his that's not the enemy, that's just the door. By the church that not believe in him. Because even the church never believed that this is the same person that they were teaching. Can you imagine, Pastor Fred, in the presence of Jesus, Nakwapo saying, Well, say I'm teaching about Christ. I'm teaching about the kingdom that is coming. They never believed him. And so they rejected him to the point of condemning him to death. That is what happened. They killed the Savior of the universe, the Son of God. The only good thing about the rejection that this guy faced is it was God's will for his, for his life. There's nothing as difficult as God allowing rejection in your life for the purposes of his will. Knowing that is very difficult. This was all part of God's will for his life and as such points us to the fact that because he conquered rejection, we can also conquer it. And if you are past 12 years old, I'm sure you have faced rejection. I'm not going to ask for testimonies, but I know you have your story. Some of us have been rejected from birth. We don't even know who our parents are. Some of us have been rejected in our workplaces in our families. I remember telling my folks, I am sensing God's call for my life. Boss, as we sensed engineering in your life, what do you mean God's call? <laughs> and I know you have your stories. Some of you, even to date, still are being rejected. But Jesus set us free from the chains of rejection. And as such, expects us to love those that do us this wrong. He expects you to love anyway. He showed us the example but not on, by not hating them but going back to some of them encouraging them to be in the ministry called them today. Even after three years of Jesus doing ministry on earth, think about it. Three years of walking with his disciples when he died, they still didn't believe it. They were like, hey, I'm not sure. It is only after he came back, went and found Kilapita still fishing, and calling them from that space, preparing fish for them. Fish. Hallelujah. Heaven. Fish. Hallelujah. Don't hate, don't hate. Come out to Kulenga, he gone, don't hate. He called them. And it is only after preparing fish for them, they were like, ah, this is Jesus. Kumbe, what you say was true. 
Matthew chapter 5. Let me read Matthew chapter 5, 38 48 for us quickly. Yeah? This is Jesus saying, yeah? You have heard it was said, eye for eye, tooth for tooth. But I tell you, not resist an evil person. If anyone slaps you on the right cheek, turn to them the other one also. If anyone wants to, if anyone wants to sue you and take your shirt, hand over your coat as well. If anyone forces you to go on a mile, go with them two miles. Give to the one who asks you, do not turn away from the one who wants to borrow from you. Your father will say, love your neighbor and hate your enemy. But I tell you, this is Jesus. Love your enemies, pray for those who persecute you, that you may be the children of your father in heaven. He causes his son to rise on the evil and the good, and sends rain on the righteous and the unrighteous. If you love those who love you, what reward will you get? Only Jesus and Eliza. I don't even the tax collectors doing that. And if you greet only your own people, eh, what are you doing more than others? Especially this, this uh, election here. Do not even pagans do that. Be perfect, he says, verse 48. Therefore, as your heavenly father is perfect, I hate this portion of scripture. And myself, man, if you want to throw your stones, throw them. I'm being honest. Love your enemies, do good to those that persecute you. Because Jesus did the same. No one he tells us to do this. Peter denied him three times. Imagine boy Marco. You are doomed. Feeling for day that you know he's on being no friend at you. No, no. Hey, who the mass is doing? Leave me alone. Me and I know Kuzia, I have no idea. I'll put them in the young people. Jesus was rejected by his voice. His own people. John Mark, the writer of the book of Mark. The Bible tells us in Mark that when the church came to catch the Lord at the Garden of Gethsemane, dude, because he wanted not to be caught, while he shook at the Catholic yard, I don't know the way you can just run, dude ran away naked. This is why you are Christ. Christ called this dude to ministry. Read it in the scriptures, it is there. He ran away naked. No, there is no way in a shikwa How? And these are the same people Christ, after he rose, went back to tell them, guys, I call him. And Christ is a good God. I went to say, Mama, say, hey, Jesus, man. Will you reject? How will you keep your uchi when I was being called? What was the problem? He did. <laughs> <laughs> he didn't remind them of those issues. He just went and told them, guys, I called you for a reason. Christ conquered rejection. Now we are free from the bondage of rejection. If rejection is in your life, you must remember Christ overcame. Especially if you're in God's will. If you're not in God's will, yes, may the Lord help you. But if you're facing rejection in your life, please remember Christ suffered the worst. Jesus never created us to fit into everything that the world presents to us. Payback, Ujamata Nyon, oh, He created us to boldly follow God's call of purpose. This despite the rejection that we face. Because He conquered it. May you conquer rejection in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. I. Let's talk about the second one, crucifixion, the death of Christ. Crucifixion, let me read something for us quickly, was in the Roman times the most brutal and shameful mode of death. Brutal, 
shameful. Those were the purposes of it. It was to give you a lesson that you never forget. If you're in high school, a few years ago, you know exactly, somebody's not even my right, you know exactly what I'm talking about. It was brutal and shameful. It was reserved for slaves, disgraced soldiers, Christians and foreigners who had wronged the empire in one way or another. And only very rarely was it used to Roman citizens. Very rare. One was to be heavily scorched, that is beaten, and you're also proper, sometimes maimed. And the reason is because, like on Christ, they used the Roman cut of nine tails. It is called nine tails because there was death involved. It had metal hooks at the end of it. And so what Mel Gibson showed us on the person of the Christ was just but a little of what he experienced. So in some times you could be beaten and maimed. If you notice when you are meeting Christ in the person of the Christ, all his eye was almost coming out. Those are the things that people experienced when you were beaten. It was a proper beating. That thing had metal balls on it. So if it landed on your face, my friend. So there was maiming that would happen. There was loss of blood, obviously, coupled with dehydration. Not that Christ on the cross said, I am fasting. He said, Yen in a match. They continued to mock him on the cross by saying, Ah, who you eat as yake, in kawaita, and gave him vinegar. There was dehydration. The process went on, this process went on for so long, and sometimes even days. They purposed that he would at least spend six hours on the cross. Or maximum of four days because the purpose of the cross was death. It wasn't just discipline. It was death. So if you are given the charge of the cross, this killed the crucified through asphyxiation, cardiac arrest, that was aided if that never worked, they had to break the large bones of your body. Just so that Kufiak. Jesus was captured late Thursday night. Thursday. Late Thursday night. He was beaten up from that Thursday. Crown, crown of thorns placed on his head. Crucified Friday morning around nine. And then died at three. So Ukipika hours is about 18 hours, give or take, of pain and suffering. The only good thing about Jesus, this was his mission. This is what he came to do. He came to suffer and to die for us. He was the perfect sacrifice to the sin that plagued us because of Adam. Oh, Jama, with all due respect to Tifika heaven, Mungat's idea, hallelujah. Zuri will be very good beings. Tomorrow, someone you are very lucky, my friend. Well, God wanted communion with us again and had to come himself to do the job right. These people don't get. So I'm coming myself, my son, Namtuma, to do this right. Everyone is sent messed up on the assignment. Adam did. So he had to send his son. Jesus did the assignment. Jesus had to be tortured in order that we attain this new fellowship. He had to. 
So what the resurrection proves is that if Jesus could overcome the pain and the suffering for the cross to save mankind, then it means that we can do the same for our own cross. Hey, your own cross. Yes, yes, we have a cross. Yeah, you don't have even to be told in this fallen world that there'll be pain and suffering and torture. This last week, this couple of weeks, those who are driving, you know what I'm talking about. Mbakasasa, it was just, it's not Jehovah, in Jesus' name, allow this fuel that I have to get me to 10 kilometers. Father, I need your miracle. Torture, pain, suffering is the order of the world. That is standard. You assuming that you don't go through it is jokes. That's your own world. Pain must happen. Ask any mother with children. Mothers in the building here? Yeah? Yeah. Let me try it again. <laughs> mothers in the building here? Yeah? Mm. Because of pain, your children will be born out of a process of pain. Pain, suffering, that is the order of the world. Jesus promised us in this world we will forever expect trouble. But take heart. I overcame the world. Jesus overcame the pain and suffering of the cross to set us free from death. Because of what Adam did, we are all bound to die and for our lives to end there with no further communion with the Lord. He came to conquer that, to give us an opportunity past death. Jesus overcame the pain and suffering of the cross to set us free from sin. Sin has no command over us because of Jesus. He overcame pain and suffering on the cross and set us free from the pains of hell. My desire for you is that you know the Lord before you leave this world to avoid the pains and the pangs of hell. Now because Jesus overcame, we can overcome. Can I hear an amen? Jesus came and faced all his trouble head on and overcame. He overcame not only to set us free from sin, Death and hell, but he overcame to set us free from the fear of pain and suffering. For the cross we must bear in our lives. So let me remind you again, there's a cross Jesus says you must bear. And before you think, I'm asking you to go to the carpenter. Tengeneze na cross, go get a bear and say, Hallelujah, pastor, I will refuse. Yeah. If you think I'm kidding, Matthew 16, 24. Jesus told the disciples this. Whoever wants to be my disciple must deny themselves. Take up their cross. Christ the Messiah. And follow me. Jesus was telling them and is telling us today. Each one of us has our own cross. In this life. To carry. I've been thinking about this cross thing for a while. Eh? I don't want to become coming and telling my own things. And I believe that our own individual cross that Christ points us to is the purpose for which he created. His will in your life. So, do you know God's will for your life? Do you know why you are created? Why you exist in this world? We don't just exist to be fighting over petrol issues. Nah. The next station, that's our purpose. No, no. In order to do what we're created to do, we must deny ourselves, just like Jesus did. 
take up the purposes of God in us, the will of God for our lives and follow him. It is only then that we will be called his disciples. This will of God will lead us sometimes into very painful situations. But just like Jesus, we must deny ourselves again, not run away from the pain and suffering that it offers us. And then only then will we please him in his will. A famous psychologist said this, freedom isn't just doing anything you want within our power at any given time. He said it is having the Lord in life that helps others have ease. That is freedom. Not having just the power to do our own thing. Jesus took on himself the Lord of sin and helped the human race have a chance into communion and fellowship with the Lord again and the gift of eternal life. When we start embracing the true meaning of freedom as defined, by the, by the life of Jesus Christ, we begin to deny ourselves more that many others, may, even generations after us, have ease in one way or another. The purpose God has put in your life, the reason God created you, was for the generations after you. There is a load he has placed on your back. The good thing he says it is a light load, because it is in him. And it is only when you fulfill the purposes of that Lord that you will be pleasing to him. So my question to you is, do you know the Lord God has given you? Because for Christ, as we celebrate him, it is obvious. The world was dying in sin. So what's yours then? What did God create you for? I don't think God created us for nine to five and then die and be done. He didn't create us to just be queuing. Last week was the week of queuing. Safaricom, sorry, podcast, podcast. Safaricom, Alikuapo, Fuel. That's not our purpose in life. What did God create you to do? What is the load He has put upon you so that others may have peace? There may be in your generation or after. Chances are even after. Because that is wealth. Guys, that is true freedom. Freedom is when you have a load that can ease others. And for those who have helped the brothers and sisters through school, you know exactly what I'm talking about. You had to stifle yourself. Take up the load and help those following you. That's freedom. So my question to you is, which load has the Lord given you? I know mine. Mine is not just to pastor this church. Mine is to remind people about the beauty of God's word. And in December, they say, Mamaka Menos talk. I don't know if you are a Luca. I don't know if you are a Luca. I don't know if you are a Luca. I don't know if you what is God's will for your life? What load has he put on your back for the benefit of the generations that are coming? The Lord God has put on you will ease others. If you're only coasting through life just doing anything and everything, what the culture allows, say culture and let's hate the government because elections are coming. 
So kazi yetu ni kubash na kupiga na kunini what has God put in your heart, in your mind, in your life as a Lord to help the generations that are coming? Freedom is not just money in the bank or having a good car, a good family, a good wife, hallelujah. Or it is the Lord. <laughs> it is the purposes God has put in you that makes life better. For other generations, it is that wealth that I always say every Sunday that God has put in your heart to create for others. He died for mankind. And he was the only one supposed to do that. That was Christ's job. So Yako is not dying for mankind. Never, never, never assume because Yako is not fear That was Jesus. It was yours. Join us every Sunday from 11 a.m. at Trubani House off Airport North Road. Have a blessed week.